Tuesday episode. Um, this is Knives Out Minute by Minute, and today we are going to talk about minute 51 through the minute 51 and 59 seconds. I'm Megan Griffin, and again, I am joined by Ross Wiseman. How are you doing? Uh, still good. <laughs> good. I never know, like, should we let on that we just kind of do these all in together? Or I mean, if people are let people listening think... day after day, then hopefully, hopefully they know <laughs> that uh, we're still good. Um, I'm saying it here now, declaratively. We're doing good. All five, all five episodes. <laughs> Perfect. So this episode, um, they both Marta and Benoit talk a bit about Gravity's Rainbow, that it's a novel, um, that neither of them have read it. And according to Benoit, no one has read it. He discusses his technique of being a detective. Uh, and he asks Marta to be his Watson. The last sentence of this minute is, also, you are the only one who had nothing to gain from Harlan's death. I love it. I could, that li- it lined up almost perfectly with it going to minute 52. And I was like, great. Okay. Yes. This is, the, this is it. And it's funny. I, I already said in the last episode that Benoit uh, suspected her. And to, to an extent, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if this, was, this is part of uh, his technique to see exactly what Marta knows. Because... He already knows about the uh, vomit trick. Yeah, we haven't mentioned that yet. Uh, Marta's vomit trick. Yep. <laughs> Is it a trick? Yeah. I don't know. Well, you know, it, I kind of like that, like as an idea of like being so honest that you can't, that it upsets your stomach. People are tend to be you know, I mean, the opposite of that. Yeah, so I, I wouldn't say I'm like, I'm exactly to that extent uh, like Marta is, but I definitely do not like lying or even embellishing like my uh it took a long time for me to accept on my resume like oh i'm allowed to like (laughs) write it in like my subjective view rather than like the literal tasks yes you're supposed to talk yourself up as much as possible Mm kind of like benoit does here i have to admit i watched this minute twice and he goes to talk about himself and i zoned out both times i basically wrote this sounds like bs (laughs) Yeah, he's like he's like the the guy at a party that comes up to him. He's like, "Oh, you know, it's funny. I like uh, so I'm uh, in marketing or something." And then you're just yeah. like, "What are you talking about?" Uh, yeah, he just is so good. It just like things fall into his lap and blah blah blah. And I was like, "Okay, whatever." But I get it. Like he has this vibe of like to keep us guessing. Like, is he a good detective or is he kind of an idiot? I mean, we don't really know at this point. Well, yeah, it's a, it's an um, interesting thing uh, and a, a great dynamic that you keep seeing throughout the entire movie is um and yeah not to you know we i don't i won't get into spoiler territory but the that's only on friday don't worry but the yeah the song and dance of um marta trying to get around this brilliant detective and this brilliant detective uh either trying to crack her or like is simply is at face value uh believing that she is innocent and trying to just get the inside scoop because uh I guess now that I'm saying it out loud, like it's very much a flip on the trope of just like, 
this this uh servant in the house like you know everything about these people and uh now we're just getting to see uh the mystery from the the butler's point of view obviously marta is much more and much deeper than that but uh as we talked about yesterday um the the rest of uh the twomp twombly family uh can't really decide what she does or where she's from <laughs> i love that that is such a great detail yeah. um and it takes a few tries ha- for you to realize it because like the first two times you're like oh that's weird they said different th- i guess one of them is like just kind of being racist and then the third time you're yes. like oh okay they don't care None they don't them, care no. about her yeah um, no not at all <laughs> sorry what were, what were you about to say so have you read gravity's rainbow no. Are you the one that's going to disprove <laughs> Benoit? I am not either. I have read Pension. I have not read Gravity's Rainbow. I like Pension. I don't love Pension. And that is 800 pages. Um, yeah, I didn't. I did is... double check that this was a real book because it's. I, oh, it definitely is. I always yes. get confused because um, earlier in the in the movie, uh, when Marta's sister is watching some murder mystery, that's not a real show. But right. then later, and we'll talk about it, uh, they do watch a real show. So it's it's yeah. very, it's a little confusing. So I'm always skeptical when somebody brings up pop culture or a more obscure pop culture on in, in a movie. But no, I have not read this book that I just learned yeah. is real. <laughs> I, I'm trying to think like what even is the kind of big to do about this book. And it, it, college was 10 years, 10 plus years ago. Um I definitely remember talking about it in class, but I read a different pension book. I know I have friends that have read it. Um, so what? What is I the double deal checked on Goodreads with uh, pension? So what? What is his kind of writing? Uh, it postmodernism, um, and kind of uh, absurdity is not the correct word. Um, so the one I read is I've read a few, but the one that I I love is the Crying of Lot Forty Nine, um, where the main character thinks that there's some like conspiracy theory going on and you never find out if there's a conspiracy theory or not. That's not the point of the book. Hmm. And it is so frustrating on like a surface level to the point I can't reread it, but I love it at the same time. So it is what I consider one of those books where it's like, you're not going to sit in a tub and read this. This is like, get your highlighters ready and (laughs) take breaks. Well, Looking at the Wikipedia uh for uh gravity's rainbow so like just trying to gleam any sort of symbolism besides just gravity's rainbow um but it's a it features a quest undertaken by several characters to uncover the secret of a mysterious device named the black device um so you could you can almost argue uh (laughs) that elements of that show up in this movie because it is a mystery of a group of people trying to solve it um uh I don't know what you could do the the black device like you could talk about the go board. Sure. Uh Yeah, that's true. Which that's, true. that's something I when I saw this movie I wanted to learn how to play go and I couldn't really figure it out and I didn't have like a board available so I just uh I never learned. So, actually, my I guess my siblings must have saw this. I know that my no, my mother took my grandmother and my twin siblings went on a cruise with their dad. Um, and I guess there was a go board on the cruise. Anyways, these kind of all overlapped. And so thus my mother got my brother a go board for Christmas and I played go a lot over Christmas. So is I'm very bad at it. Cause in, <laughs> when I saw it, I thought they were playing like a version of like Othello 
which is like that's, that's what the I thought game, too. Yeah, which it seems like it's almost that, but I know that it's more intricate, and I'm not going to try to like uh, simplify it, this it, game that I don't get it. It is more intricate. Basically, what you're trying to do is surround their pieces so that you can turn over their colors. But there's different roles within that, too. Okay. And you have to be... I'm not someone who plays chess well. I don't think five, six steps ahead. I am very, very much of in-the-moment, rash kind of person. (laughs) And so my brother, who is 16, kicks my butt at this game, like, all the time. (laughs) Um, Because he can see those, uh, you know, six or seven moves ahead. Yeah, and I guess if it's Uh, your game, because people that play chess, like, it's like, oh, I just play chess in the park all day. Like, they... They know all the moves. And I mean, that's any hobby. Once you do it enough, you're just like, I basically could guess what's going to happen now. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Um, Almost like uh, you observe the board without biases, determine the arc of the path and the truth falls at your feet. (laughs) There you go. I'm surprised you remembered that. I wrote it down. (laughs) Again, I almost zoned out again because I was like, what? Um, I do like that Marta knows that this is a book even though she hasn't read it either. But um, I guess playing up that Marta is educated and or just really likes obscure books. I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe Harlan likes really obscure books. Either way, I'm glad it's not Benoit talking down to her. Well, anytime a character tries to, she's like, no, 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 I know what you're talking about. Like, I, yeah. I got you. And uh, I think like that's kind of a side thing that we see as the movie goes on that Marta is like, I'm not like, sure, I'm like sweet and gentle, but I'm not naive like she's trusting but she's not uh yeah she's not she won't let people just walk all over her um this also uh an interesting minute uh because this is when uh benoit says that he got the medical examiner to hold off on ruling uh harlan's death as a suicide for two days yeah that is uh interesting because i i I still think that even after all of listening and everything, nobody doubts that this is a suicide. He just, there's just something weird about it all. Yeah. It's, it's more just like finding, figuring out the motive of it. Like if it was uh, a pressured uh, or coerced uh, action, but uh, yeah. And, and it definitely helps that earlier in the movie, you see most of all of this happen. So you're just like, right. Okay. I think that I know what happened. So I, get technically but uh, it was also this point in the movie uh when i was watching it in theaters i was like i don't know something uh something isn't quite happening like this doesn't quite (laughs) fit in my head uh and i'll tease i'll tease that now because that'll definitely be coming up uh in a few episodes at the end of our week here yeah it's um Almost as it, the question here is, it's, does Benoit know and he is trying to put more pressure on Marta so that she caves? Mm-hmm. Or is it that he truly doesn't know but gets that something's going on and really and truly thinks that she's going to be able to understand these people and give him the color of that? And I just want to comment really quick on the cinematography of this, this minute in particular. Um, I watched it a few times because it struck me as a little weird at first. But if every time the camera is on Marta, it is directly on her face. And every time it is on Benoit, it is in an angle underneath him yeah. as if looking up to him. Just again, pointing out that this is Marta's story. Mm-hmm. No, that's a, that's good to point out. And it it uh, and 
definitely as an audience member, you're just a little bit thrown off by it because you're just like, okay, what exactly? We're going to be saying this over and over again this week. What does Benoit actually know? But at the same time, he does say in this minute, I trust your kind heart to Marta. So I, I, yeah, I think he, Benoit is a man that uh, is respectful. He doesn't say things just to say things. Like you could see that from the very first interviews at the beginning of the movie. Like if he has an idea, he'll act on it. And my feeling is that he might think that Marta has insight. I I think he thinks that Marta has insight that will help the case. Not necessarily that she is more involved in it than what appears. I agree. Yeah, that she maybe doesn't want to say something mean about her employers, but definitely knows more than she thinks she does. Mm-hmm. What are your general feelings on murder mystery films? Was this a weird thing for you to see, or is this kind of in your wheelhouse? Yes, I mean, I, <laughs> I like many people, um, grew up watching like Law and Order and other kind of crime shows, <laughs> just because uh, it's... I think I think people love stories about murder. Like it's always like, wait, what happened? Like even if it's gross or something, you're just like, I need to know about that. And uh, I never really read mystery books that much uh, growing up, or even now. I kind of read a few uh, when I just like bought a Kindle recently. But uh, <laughs> other than that, no. Like we talked last episode about Clue the movie. I loved that, um, and. I think I'm. This movie uh, kind of helped me realize how much I enjoy mysteries and uh, that feeling of just like, okay, I have to keep my eyes open and constantly looking and constantly doubting what I see. Uh, <laughs> like it's it's a really exciting and fun experience. Uh, and uh, I think yeah, this movie I think helped me realize that. And now I'm. I it's funny that we're recording this today because I just discovered. Um, ryan johnson's first movie brick and i haven't seen it yet oh nice it looks really good though and so and it's also like a noir it's also a mystery and uh i'm excited to see a more gritty version because this is obviously very polished a little bit um over the top uh but still pretty grounded so i'm I'm definitely excited for that yeah up until this point this movie has a very um cozy mystery feel mm-hmm. um the difference between that and like a regular mystery is that like the death happens off screen. You don't see it. Um, and it's, you know, someone stumbles across the body and that's when it kind of starts. Yeah. But we also, um, but also so quickly into the movie, we, uh, the movie debunks the timeline completely. Like when we see uh, Marta, oh, definitely. Marta wearing uh, Harlan's uh, uh, robe and all that. I'm just like that frustrated i loved it but i was just like okay what now then because we know exactly yes there's what is the twist that we're missing here exactly um but i like that feel i I call them their their hallmark mystery movies is basically what they are and when my brain can't handle um 2020 (laughs) then i i tend to turn that on because they're just it's it's gonna be cheese and this is like a very a a much more intel excuse me a much more intelligent version of that Mm-hmm. Um, up until this point, at least. I will say, I also uh, started watching uh, Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix, which it's it's frustrating <laughs> because uh, they're Unsolved Mysteries, but there's something about it where you just kind of understand, like, oh, this is true to life, and I want to completely invest myself and try to understand the scope of all of the facts that were being given. 
Definitely. I, I watched Unsolved Mysteries every summer growing up. Wonderful. That was like our show. <laughs> um, I actually started playing Among Us. Have you ever heard of this game? Yes. It I, just got introduced to me this week. Yeah, Among Us is a I'm lot so of fun. I, I We've been playing it with my friend's movie or game night for a few weeks now. Uh, see, I'm trying to convince. So my friend was like, hey, let's play this. And then, of course, every time I'm like, let's play, he's like, oh, I'm busy right now. I'm like, oh. So I've been playing online with people I don't know, but it's helping me work those, you know, parts of my brain that that love mysteries and yeah. don't trust people and how do you know who's lying and who's not and it's a lot of fun. And for those listening when this podcast eventually comes out, uh remember Among Us from very briefly <laughs> at the end of 2020 in the fall? I mean, I feel like this game's been out forever, but now it's like now that I'm playing it, I see it everywhere now. Oh, yeah. I don't know in if that's all just... of my meme groups, I'm seeing it all yes. the time. There's actually, oh, I'll tell you this after the episode. You can cut this. Ooh, okay. <laughs> um, all right. Is there anything else we want to cover in this minute? No, I mean, I think just, uh, so we still have a little bit left of uh, Marta and Benoit's conversation, but we have definitely gotten to this turn where uh, Marta feels a little bit of relief probably because uh, uh, as Benoit says, you're the only one who had nothing to gain from Harlan's death. Uh, but we'll see how she deals with that. Very much so. All right. Well, thank you for coming on the Tuesday episode. My pleasure. I'll see you tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Really quick, though. Um, plug anything that you have. Yeah, sure. Uh, I said it yesterday, but uh, my podcast, Kid Flicks, I review uh, kids media with uh, comedians that I know and love. Uh, and I also produce a news podcast called Keep You Posted. Oh, you're just going to introduce a new one every day, aren't yeah. you? Yeah, oh, it'll be a lot of fun. It'll be like <laughs> uh, uh, the Hole in the Bottom of the Sea song. <laughs> very nice, very nice. Well, for this podcast, you can find us on Twitter at Knives Out Minutes. And we will be back for an episode tomorrow. Bye.